0: Well, praise the Lord! What a great day to be in His house. So glad that you're here today. If you have your Bibles with me, I'm going to be looking at a couple of different passages this morning. So uh, Matthew two and Luke two. So um, if you want to have your Bibles open there uh, to to Matthew uh, two, and then we'll I'll be jumping around just a little bit. The Advent season has flown by, and it, in a lot of ways, it's hard to believe that this is Christmas Eve. I don't know about you, but it just quite, hasn't quite registered with me yet. It seemed like Christmas was such a long way off, and then all of a sudden. It's right here upon us. And, uh, and here we are. And the Advent season across these last few weeks, it's been a joy to be able to share with you and to, and to look at some different aspects. We talked about how we need to wait in hope, and we've waited for this day, and, and that's been important. We talked about how we have to prepare for the coming of Christ and, and how that we have to open our hearts to God's plan. And then last week, uh, we talked about how we need to respond the right way to Christ's coming, and we need to be wise in that response. And a big thanks to Pastor Doug for stepping in and, and sharing that uh, good message with us last week. And, and once we wait and once we prepare and respond, we have to open our hearts to receive. And that's what I want to talk to you about this morning is receiving, uh, receiving Christ, receiving him into our life day by day in every situation and circumstance. Uh, and we know that tomorrow's Christmas Day, giving and receiving is going to be taking place all over the world. The kids have shared a little bit with us this morning about what they Uh, excited about their anticipation to receive the neat things that they have been asking and hoping for. But as I thought about the, the anticipation in them, the anticipation we saw in that short video earlier, can't begin to hold a candle to the anticipation of Mary and Joseph as they anticipated receiving the gift of Jesus, that very first Christmas. You remember the response. You remember the response that they gave to the angel's invitation. Mary and Joseph both said yes. Mary verbally, if you remember, and Joseph by his actions said yes to the the invitation to receive Jesus. And their yes came not exactly knowing what the plan was. Their yes came not knowing what the days ahead would bring. And yet they, they answer with this unconditional, complete surrender yes to receive the christ's child into their into their lives now think about that they didn 't know what was coming down the road, and yet they still said yes, not knowing what it fully meant to receive the gift. And I want you to see this morning that we all have a choice to make. We have to receive the gift. The Bible shares with us what is arguably the greatest in, moment in history. And it's so very simple the way Scripture puts it. I want you to see it from uh, three of the Gospels this morning. First, Matthew shares with us Christ's coming like this. Matthew chapter 2, verse 1. Ready? Matthew chapter 2, verse 1. Jesus was born in Bethlehem in Judea during the reign of King Herod. Just a portion of a verse shares with us one of the greatest, probably the greatest day in history that Jesus would leave heaven and come to earth. Think about how simply it's stated. Luke would share it like this in chapter 2, verse 7. She gave birth to her first child, a son. She wrapped him snugly in strips of cloth and laid him in a manger because there was no lodging available for them. John would share about the coming of the Messiah. He would do it much differently. In fact, if you read through chapter one of John very quickly, you may even have missed it. But listen to how John shares the news. Verse 14 of John chapter one. So the word became human and made his home among us. God became man became flesh and made his dwelling among us. Emmanuel, God with us. Jesus, the Messiah, truly the greatest gift ever given. If you're thankful for the gift of Jesus this morning, say amen. Mary and Joseph were the first in a long line to receive this anticipated, long-awaited gift of the Messiah. Their yes to receive God's gift meant this unconditional yes to the plan that God would lay out before them over the next many years. This plan that God had for them included many twists and many turns. It included many, many really good days and many really difficult days as part of God's plan, as part of saying yes, the choice that Mary and Joseph made to obey God's will, God's plan. It's much like the choice we have to make. Will we receive the gift of Jesus Christ? Will you receive the gift of Jesus Christ? Will you open your heart and life and allow him to live in fellowship with you? Will you make the choice to receive? The chosen messenger for us today is most often the Holy Spirit who comes and begins to speak to us and begins to draw us into this relationship with Jesus Christ, begins to offer us the invitation to receive the gift of Jesus. He calls out, he invites us to receive him, to open our life to Jesus' love and his forgiveness and his plan. In John chapter 3, verse 16, from a little different uh, translation than maybe you're used to, I want you to hear these words this morning. For this is how much God loved the world, He gave His one and only unique Son as a gift. So now, everyone who believes in him will never perish but experience life everlasting. Jesus is offered up to us this morning as a gift, and God's greatest desire is that we all receive the gift of his Son, that we believe upon him and allow him into our lives to change us from the inside. He desires that we open our hearts and lives to Jesus and receive his forgiveness and begin that walk hand in hand with him, letting Jesus lead us and guide us and direct us every single day. God offers this gift to us freely, but he'll never force it upon us. It's our choice. It's left in our hands. This choice is we can receive the gift of Jesus or we can reject the gift. Just kind of like I can prepare a gift for you today. I can prepare a gift for you. I can think about you. I can think about what you like, and and I can go out and I can make a purchase of something that I feel you would really like and and really enjoy. I I can get it home and I can take time to wrap this gift perfectly. Well, actually, if you've ever seen me rap, you'd know that it wouldn't be perfectly, but I could take this. I take time to wrap this gift, right, and prepare to give it to you, But I and I could come to you and I could say, hey, I've purchased this gift. I want you to have it. It's a gift of love. It's for you. But you have to make the choice to receive that gift. You have to make the choice to receive it, to unwrap it, and then to put it to use, right? That choice is up to you. I can give it freely, but you have to put it to use. I've told you before about my dad. For years and years, I would think about my dad, and, and, and especially in preparation for Christmas, I would think about uh, something that I just knew he needed. In fact, um, when I was around my dad a lot more, I would watch through the year, year and I would, I would know that, that like he uses a lot of tools that need to be replaced, okay? So I would think, boy, that's the tool that would be perfect for dad, because you know, that one he uses all the time. I mean, it just, it, it just, it's broken, it doesn't work right. Or, or I could watch, and he's got some favorite shirts that he wears, and they're getting kind of raggedy. And I could think, boy, I, I, Dad, he needs a couple of shirts this year, right? And I'd go out, and I'd purchase these things, and I would, and I would put them on the tree, and I would give them to my dad as a gift. Now, what you don't know about my dad probably is this, that on Christmas Day, Dad would receive that gift from under the tree. give it to him. He knows that I gave it to him in love, right? And he would unwrap it, and he would say, oh, this is, this is great. Thanks so much for this gift, and then he'd take it home, and some point through the year, if you're in his house, you're going to find it in a box on the shelf. You're going to find it still folded up in the package in his drawer, if it's a shirt, right? I mean, I mean, he just doesn't put it to use, right? He just doesn't, he doesn't really receive the gift. I mean, on the surface he receives it, but he doesn't really receive it because he doesn't put it into practice. He's satisfied with what he has, right? He's satisfied with what he has, and instead of enjoying the benefits of what he's been given, he just lives satisfied with where he is. Although, a Cracker Barrel gift card he will use, just in case you're wondering. We found that out. My point is this, this morning, right? You have to, re- you have to choose, make the choice to receive the gift. And then you have to choose to enjoy the benefits of the gift, there's benefits that come. We have to put it to use. Jesus is the greatest gift we could ever receive, and he came for every single one of us today. Jesus is offered to you, but you have to make the choice to receive him, and then make the choice to allow him to make a difference in your life, to enjoy the benefits of a relationship with Jesus Christ. The psalmist in Psalm 103, praise the Lord on my soul, and all that's within me, praise his holy name. Praise the Lord, O my soul, and forget not all his benefits. And then he goes on through the rest of that chapter to remind us of all of the amazing things that that Jesus Christ will do, a relationship with him, how he will help us and supply our needs. But we have to put it into practice. Jesus has come and been given to us. We have to receive the gift and we have to enjoy the benefits of living in a relationship with him. Choose to receive the gift, but it doesn't stop there. You see, we can make the choice to receive the gift, but then we have to trust in the giver. Not only do we have to make the choice to receive the gift, but then we have to trust in the giver. Mary and Joseph's yes quickly turned from joyful celebration to a test of their faith. The story of God plays out in their life, and it has this kind of ring to it, right? They, they, they've received the gift, but then over and over again they've got to make the choice to trust in the giver of the gift. We need to realize that this amazing gift of Jesus Christ, the amazing gift of Jesus Christ in our lives, if we choose to receive him, does not result in a life that's free of pain. Now, this message goes against some of the modern Christianity that's preached today. But can I just tell you, the reality is this. If we live our lives hand in hand with Jesus Christ, things aren't, are, are not always going to be a bed of roses. And everyone said, not always going to be that way. There's going to be pain at times. There's going to be hurt at times. There's going to be questions that arise at times, heartache. Times when we find ourselves heading in directions, even in the hand of God, following his plan, that simply don't make sense. In fact, contrary to popular Christian thinking, this is exactly what Jesus promised, right? Remember John 16, Here on this earth, here on this earth, you will have many trials and sorrow. But take heart, Jesus said, because I have overcome the world. You see, that should give us hope this morning to be reminded that even those times when we face in our lives that are difficult and hard, times of trial and sorrow, that we are not alone because Jesus has already overcome those things. If you're glad for that, say amen. You see, we have to remember today, that's the story of Emmanuel, God with us. That's the story of Jesus coming down, leaving heaven, coming down to earth. That's the story of him stepping into our situations is that Jesus has come and he has experienced the things that you will experience and yet he knows exactly what they are and remember on the cross he overcame them all. When we receive the gift of Jesus, when we're forgiven of our sin and we put our hand in his We can trust that he will walk with us, that he will provide for us, because he has overcome absolutely everything that we will ever face. Now think about this with me. The same God who created the world, the same God who came as Emmanuel and would eventually give his life to defeat death and hell and the grave, this same God is more than able to bring you through anything that he leads you to. More than able to bring you through anything that he leads you to. For Mary and Joseph, for their story, we normally stop, right? We normally stop it when the shepherds leave or when the wise men leave. But if you read on, the Christmas story goes on to tell us that things change very quickly for them. We often leave them under the star in the peaceful stable. But we find it isn't long that that peaceful starlit night would turn into fleeing Bethlehem. And anxiety and fear would come upon them as they left under the cover of darkness. Matthew chapter 2, verse 13. Look at that with me. After the wise men were gone, so they leave, an angel of the Lord appeared to Joseph in a dream. Get up, flee to Egypt with the child and his mother, the angel said. Stay there until I tell you to return because Herod is going to search for the child to kill him. That night Joseph left for Egypt with the child and Mary, his mother. Don't you imagine that Mary and Joseph had to wonder what in the world is going on? I mean, they said yes to this plan, but now this? Like, what is happening? Things are turning and changing so very quickly. How can this be happening? If Jesus is the Messiah, if Jesus is the Son of God, why doesn't God step in and do something? Now, I know we would never ask that kind of a question. But don't you imagine it had to be running through the mind of Mary and Joseph. If, the, if Jesus is God's Son, why are we, why are we having to run? Why are we having to to take off? Why doesn't God protect us where we are? Why do I have to flee all the way to Egypt? Questions and doubts and fears and heartache in the middle of God's plan. You see, I can have Jesus with me, and I can still go through some really tough stuff. I hope you're hearing me this morning. You ever feel that way? Why, if I have Jesus with me, are things so hard? Why, if I'm walking in God's plan, does it seem like just situation after situation comes my way? I want to remind you this morning that the enemy of our soul will always try to rob us of the gift of Jesus Christ. He will always be working to try to rob you of your peace and rob you of the joy that God has given you and rob you of the reality of his presence that's promised to always be with us. The enemy will work to do that. Just like the enemy uses Herod to try to kill Jesus as soon as he's born. Think about this. Jesus, uh, the, the enemy will try to assassinate the work of Jesus in your life. Herod, Think about it. Herod was trying to assassinate the Son of God. Right? And what does he try to do in our lives? Through circumstances and situations, the enemy tries to put to death anything that Jesus is doing in us, a lot of times through circumstances that we face. If you're a new believer here this morning and maybe you've come to Christ in the last few months, I want you to hear me today. Be on guard because the enemy often tries to kill the work of Jesus in its infancy in our life. The same way he sought after killing the, the infant son of God, he will often try to discourage us right out of the gate. If you've, if you've lived through that this morning, would you say amen and acknowledge it's true? And maybe you've been walking with Christ for a long time. You could, you could amen this if you would, and that is that the enemy really never gives up. He is constantly trying to thwart the plan of God in our lives and for us. And we can't let it happen. Don't let difficult circumstances tempt you to turn back or to give in. If you've been walking with Christ for years, keep pressing on. If you're a new Christian this morning, if you've just come to Christ and things are hard right now, just be determined to keep looking to Christ every single day. And he's going to walk with you through the situation that you find yourself in. If you believe that this morning, say amen. It's in these difficult times that we have to choose over and over, day by day, to receive the gift and to put our trust in the giver, to put our trust in him over and again. This situation that Mary and Joseph found themselves in, it was a, it, 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 as they were fleeing to Egypt, this was the first in a long line, in a long line of difficult moments and difficult times for them their unconditional yes would mean that time and again they would hold on to the gift of Jesus that they had and trust in the one who had called them to be faithful and to see them through we like the good times in life that come and a lot of us if we would look back on our life we've experienced a lot of really good days amen we're blessed we're so blessed the joy, the joy seasons, the seasons of peace, the times when money, the money coming in has, has outweighed the, the need going out, right? We've, we've had those times in our life when our kids are doing well. Our grandkids maybe are doing well. Everyone is healthy. Work life is thriving. We've had those kind of days in our life. It's hard for us to accept it, but God's plan isn't always filled with these kinds of days. And Mary and Joseph, they testify that to be true. But we can't pick and choose. Wouldn't you love it if you could pick and choose, that you could just choose for every day to be great, right? Every day to go well, everything to go smooth. I mean, we would love to be able to pick and choose that way, but we just simply can't pick and choose. Our yes to God's plan has to be an unconditional yes to follow where he leads, no matter where that road may take us. We have to receive the gift and we have to trust the giver, that the giver knows exactly what's best for you and me. Maybe um, you're like me, and you've received one or more of these this year. It's the season of giving, and this is a popular gift for all of us. Now, I don't know about you, but I don't mind receiving gifts like this, right? I don't mind receiving them. You can't go wrong. I tell you, in fact, some of these things are really delightful. I really, there's some in here I really like. You can't go wrong with the, uh, the chocolate-covered caramel. Anybody like that one? Or the chocolate-covered peanuts or uh, the solid milk chocolate. I mean, there's just some in here that you just cannot go wrong with. And everybody said, "Right, that's right. The kids are, yeah, that's right, right? There's some things that are great. But there are also some things in here that I raise my eyebrow at. How about you? Yeah, okay. In fact, as I thought about it, I thought, you know, after eating all the good stuff out, this how it goes in my house, I bring it home, I eat the things I want, and then I say, Hey, anybody want a chocolate. (laughs) See, you do it too, right? Now I don't know about you, one thing I will not do, right? One thing I will not do is I will not eat assorted chocolates by faith. You know what I'm talking about? Like open the box, reach in, just grab something that, that you don't know what it is. Anybody like to eat them by faith? Oh, a couple of you. Yeah, a couple of you. Some of you want to come up and get running. I don't like to eat them by faith. I like to know what's coming, right? I mean, I like to know what's there. I like to know what's, at, what's ahead. And there's always that mystery slot where you're just not sure, right? You got to reach in. The reality is this. Whatever's left in that box after I eat what I want, If nobody else wants it, do you know what I do with it? I throw it away, don't you? I mean, I pitch it, why? Because I don't want any part of it. If it's not what I want, right? With a box of chocolate like that, we have the luxury, we can pick and choose, we can eat what we enjoy, we can pitch what we don't, but the reality is is this, life's not like that. You see, God has a plan for our life, a box if you will. And within that box, if we we choose to put our hand in Christ and walk with him, he's got a plan that he lays out for us. In that plan are some really, really, really good things. And within that plan are some things that are tough. Within that plan are some things that we don't understand. Within that plan, there are some questions about why in the world am I fleeing to Egypt? God, if you're God, why am I on this road, right? Right? Some things that we don't understand. And yet we find ourselves having to receive the gift and then truly put our trust in the giver. God has put this box of our life together with careful planning. And the only way to make it through the situations and circumstances that we're gonna face is to truly and completely put our trust in him. He can help us even on our darkest days. If you believe that, say amen. Mary's yes brought her and Joseph a lot of joy, a lot of joy, a lot of celebrations, a lot of nights when she went to bed with her heart warmed. But there were other days where Simeon's prophecy rang true. You remember his prophecy, don't you? Luke chapter 2, verse 34, then Simeon blessed them and he said to Mary, the baby's mother, here's what he said, This child is destined to cause many in Israel to fall, but he will be a joy to many others. He's been sent as a sign from God, but many will oppose him. As a result, the deepest thoughts of many hearts will be revealed, and a sword will pierce your very soul. It was a prophecy. Mary knew there were going to be days when she was going to have her soul pierced. And don't you imagine watching her son hang on the cross many years later that, that she was in days of sorrow? And yet one of the greatest things that could ever happen for us when Jesus gave his life on the cross, her heart would be broken at times, her soul pierced and and heavy as she lived out God's plan. But here's one thing about Mary, she never tried to pick and choose. She never tried to pick and choose God's plan. But she, but she truly trusted in the giver of the plan and held on. As you receive the gift of Jesus Christ, I have to remind you this morning, we have to trust in the giver. Mary would tell us if she was here today, I wouldn't trade, I wouldn't trade God's plan for anything in the world, right? Even with all the hard things, even with all the difficult days that would come, I would never change God's plan. It's worth it. She would tell us, don't just don't just follow God when things are easy. But hold on to his hand even in the hard days because he's going to see you through. Run to him. Keep your hand in his hand. We're all going to face times in our life when what all, that may be, all that may be left or seem to be left in our box are either mystery things or things we know we're not going to like. Right? Right? But what we have to do in those times is trust in the giver. God has assembled your box. And he knows what you're going to need even through the most difficult days that you're going to face. He can be trusted. That's what Stacy found out. I want you to hear her story.
1: Imagine, if you will, a gift. I'd like for you to picture it in your mind. It's not too big. About the size of a golf ball. Envision what it looks like all wrapped up. Before I show you what's inside, I will tell you it's going to do incredible things for you. It will bring all of your family together. You will feel loved and appreciated like never before and reconnect with friends and acquaintances you haven't heard from in years. Adoration and admiration will overwhelm you. It will recalibrate what's most important in your life. It will redefine your sense of spirituality and faith. You'll have a new understanding and trust in your body. You'll have unsurpassed vitality and energy. You'll expand your vocabulary, meet new people, and you'll have a healthier lifestyle. And get this, you'll have an eight week vacation of doing absolutely nothing. You'll eat countless gourmet meals, Flowers will arrive by the truckload. People will say to you, you look great. Have you had any work done? And you'll have a lifetime supply of good drugs. You'll be challenged, inspired, motivated, and humbled. Your life will have new meaning. Peace, health, serenity, happiness, Nirvana. The price, $55,000, and that's an incredible deal. By now, I know you're dying to know what it is and where you can get one. Does Amazon carry it? Does it have the Apple logo on it? Is there a waiting list? Not likely. This gift came to me about five months ago and looked more like this when it was all wrapped up. Not quite so pretty. And this. And then this. It was a rare gem, a brain tumor. Hemangioblastoma, the gift that keeps on giving. And while I'm okay now, I wouldn't wish this gift for you. I'm not sure you'd want it, but I wouldn't change my experience. It profoundly altered my life in ways I didn't expect in all the ways I just shared with you. So the next time you're faced with something that's unexpected, unwanted, and uncertain, consider that it just may be a gift. I'm say
0: She said, I wouldn't wish this for you, right? But because she went through it, God was able to work in her life through that She said, the next time your faith was something that's unexpected, unwanted, or uncertain, just consider, it just might be a gift. We don't look at gifts like that, right? It's heavy on this Christmas Eve. And it's something we have to stop and think about. That even through the things that come our way in life, that we were never expecting that God can work through those moments to be powerful in our life if we'll just trust in the giver. We have to receive the gift and trust in the giver. And it's not just health. It could be finances. It could be relationship problems that you're dealing with this morning. It could be work situations. It could be a dark season that you're walking through right now. Just hold on to the one who is holding on to you trust that he will not leave you, trust that he will not abandon you, but he'll always be with you. And we have to stand on his promises that he has given us. I just had to wonder as Mary and Joseph are making their way to Egypt, the questions that had to be swirling around in her mind as she and Joseph are making that journey. And I wonder if the Holy Spirit maybe just came alongside her that day and recalled God's promise to her mind that he had given to her ancestors thousands of years before as they were walking the same road, heading the other direction. You might remember what God told to Moses as they were leaving Egypt. He said, do not be afraid. Stand firm and you will see the deliverance the Lord will bring you today. The Egyptians you see today, you will never see again. The Lord will fight for you. You need only to be still. I wonder if maybe, maybe, maybe that God whispered to Mary and said, you know, Herod, you're never going to see him again, right? You're never going to have to deal with that again. I know it's hard to understand, Mary, but I've given you a gift. Think about it. She looked down, and in her arms she held the Prince of Peace. In her arms, she held the Waymaker, the Deliverer. The Red Sea Divider was right in her arms on this day as she's making that journey. We have to get Jesus out of the manger and off the cross and at work in our lives. We have to get him at work in us and really desiring to have that relationship with him in such a way that he can be all of those things to us and so much more. Because when we accept Jesus into our life, when we receive that gift, within us we have the way maker. Within us we have the prince of peace, the Red Sea divider, the Messiah, our Savior, who's more than able to be all we need today. If you believe that, say amen. You have to receive the gift and we have to trust in the giver. It's easy to trust when things are going well. It's really difficult sometimes to trust when the days are hard and dark and long. But we've all been in experiences in our life where when we get to a point on the other side, we're able to look back and see God's hand at work even in the midst of the hardest things that we face. Don't give up. Today. Receive the gift. Trust in the Giver. How to have an amazing Christmas? That's the formula. It's to receive the gift and really put your trust in the one who gives him. I'd like for you to stand with me if you would this morning. And Pastor Nathan's gonna come. I'm full aware it's Christmas Eve and I wrestled with the Lord over this message because it's a little heavier than I wanted for a day like today. And yet, I had to be obedient to what God wanted us to hear this morning. And so as we close our time together, Nathan's going to sing, and I want us to take time to extend an invitation. Maybe there's been a point in your life where you've received the gift, and somewhere along the way, you've parted ways with the giver. You've began to not like the direction that God was leading and you've kind of taken it over on your own and now you know that you're far from where God wants you to be and he's calling you back to him this morning. Maybe you are, have received the gift and you're trusting in the giver but things are tough and you want to come this morning and just call out to Jesus, the one who has come to be with you this morning, to be with us, to be the provider that we need. I want you just to be obedient to what the Holy Spirit might be speaking to your heart this morning. And let's take time to pray. Heavenly Father, we look to you just now. And we ask for your help in these moments. You have come to be God with us. And I pray this morning that as we open our heart to you this morning, as we invite you to into our lives, and into our situations, and into our circumstances, that you would draw us to you. We love you today, Lord. And we pray that you'd speak. And help you, us to receive you in Jesus' name. Would you come, as Pastor? David?